week. Talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Moving into a different house. Yeah. Um, give me one really clear memory you have about a time that you moved or helped somebody move. Like, I can think of one for you already. <laughs> you had to move yourself into your dorm room because your parents didn't help. <laughs> so I've told them that story and they're like, yeah, we did. And I'm like, I don't think you did, guys. <laughs> Like, Third kid, we're not even going to help you. Just go move yourself into. I mean, college. I, like it's just such an interesting. <laughs> such a, Wasn't Shmiha your roommate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Damn. time. That's Big awesome. time. It was really fun. The, uh, one, one. I helped. I helped a friend one time move who lives in South Knoxville, and it was like, it's like an adjacent. Like we're like if I saw this person, we would have a great conversation. But like, we don't speak or hang regularly. Okay, and it was the case then. So like. It was just one of those things where, like, I got a mass text. It was like, hey, so-and-so needs help moving. Do you mind? And I was like, of course. Like, i go do that. I don't have anything to do today. I'll drive, I'll drive 45 minutes to do that. So it was, like, me and, like, a couple dudes I'm actually pretty close with. Um, I think it was me and Jess. I think me and Jesse and I were doing this one wow. thing. Yeah, we were lifting this one thing. And it, it, like, dragged and, like, kind of bent something. And we were like, oh, crap. But it, it was one of those things where it was like, it's probably not that big of a deal. And the homeowner was like, oh. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was just like, no. It, it, I mean, it was just one of those things. I'm here helping like, you. I'm, I'm trying try to do this. Yeah, but it, <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things where like, they also, like, they weren't mad. Like, it wasn't like a, what the heck, why'd you do that? But it was yeah. clearly like, oh, this hurt you emotionally. Um, <laughs> and you just, it, it was like, I can't fault them for that, but well, like, one time I was really embarrassed. One time a bunch of guys helped my dad move his stuff from Oak Ridge down to Oliver Springs. And Jeffrey was one of those guys, mm. our buddy Jeff. And he had, he had a bunch of stuff loaded up in his truck mm. and we're on our way from Oak Ridge down to Oliver Springs. And like my dad's lazy boy chair just like flew out of Jeff's truck. <laughs> Exploded <laughs> on, on Tri-County Boulevard. <laughs> And you, like, you've known Jeffrey long enough that you can actually see his face yeah. <laughs> when it landed. The only thing left was Cheeto dust and, like, battery remotes <laughs> that it got lost in the couch. Everything else was gone. Um, uh, another, un, like, uh, another, like, unforgettable time is some of my greatest moving memories are, they involve Potsy because I've been a pastor with, uh, for a long time and Potsy worked up here as a pastor with us a as well. A large portion of our job is moving uh, A large, lar- if you're going to be a pastor, you're going to be moving people because yeah. they call you because they're like, you don't have anything to do today. And you're like, oop. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> and so, um, but I have had people call me like day of like, can you help me move today? And I just, even if I don't, even if I could move my schedule around, I say no. Yeah. It's, That's not how you treat well, somebody. Y- but like, yeah. Like, can you help me move tomorrow? No. I cannot help you move tomorrow. Right, right. You give me a week's notice. That's the way that works. Um, I did that right then. That's good. I gave you a week's notice. Absolutely. So um, this one time I was with Potsy. We go to this this guy. There there was a gal in our church who she had a child. She had been... uh, she. She had been like a single mother for a while, and then she got married to this guy. He started showing up in her life. He was really sweet, and, and he proposed to her. They got married, so they're going to move to Michigan. And we show up at, at her house to help them move out, and her new husband is there, and he's like, all right, guys, like, what do we do? And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know how to move. We go in. All the silverware is still in the drawers. All of the clothes are still in the drawers. All the clothes are still in the closet. All the paintings are still on the walls. Oh, no. And... We took one step into the house and Potsy just looked at the guy and goes, Joe, his name was Joe. He goes, Joe, no. 
And Joe was like, what? And he was like, no, we're not doing this today. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to come back in 24 hours. In these next 24 hours, you're going to box up everything in this house. Every single thing goes into a box. Everything off the walls. Everything away from the walls. Then we will help you put it in a truck. Bye. And he grabbed my arm and turned and pulled me out of the house. And we just left. We didn't help them do... It was so... It was an amazing POTS type situation. Yeah. I, I, okay, we would, we would be remiss to mention Jeff Mason and not talk about the fact... That he oh yeah yeeted <laughs> a piano up my back porch. I've never seen hindquarters just like totally dominate a piece of. Well, furniture. If, if you know Jeffrey Mason, you know that his his hindquarters are is established is ready to move a piano. It's full of muscle. I mean, unbelievable! Just a just a, a, a console piano, straight yep. up deck he's, stairs. He's a unit. Yeah. I mean, it was just like. <laughs> I think the way it worked was like, it was like Jeffrey was pushing. Tyler Roberts had his hand on Jeffrey. <laughs> I had my hand on Tyler Roberts, and we Tyler and I were just chatting the whole time. <laughs> Jeffrey was going one step at a time, hoop, hoop, yeah. hoop, just hoofing it. One time, Potsy and I and Tom went to move this family. They were in an apartment complex here in Oak Ridge, and they were going to California. And so we show up at their house to help them move. Number one. Uh, it, this is unfortunate. It's the worst smelling apartment I've ever been in because of the cat feces. Ooh, that'll do. But um, also, we realized why the business Blockbuster um, shut down because they had every DVD Blockbuster had ever printed. <laughs> that is amazing. It was every every DVD. That's why the business shut down. This family had them all. But like, what do they do if you don't bring it back? Like, what can they do? I don't know. It's like Redbox. What are they doing? <laughs> the guys who work at Redbox are going to hunt you down, right? They, they don't <laughs> exist. The Red Box SWAT team. Yeah. Welcome to Ancient and New. This is, a, this is a. <laughs> Did you say Box SWAT? Red Box SWAT. Red Just box like, SWAT. you got to say it really fast. Red Box yeah. SWAT. Hey, we're Red hey, Box SWAT. My name's Tom Fox with Red Box SWAT. <laughs> this is Ancient and New. That's uh, Tom Fox with Red Box SWAT. And I am Lee. And we're going to talk about some scriptures. Do you have a place for us to go in, yeah. the, in the, the Bible? Mark 13. So this is oh, like. Fun adjacent to something that i probably talk about once every quarter on this show right on like if you're listening you've heard this concept before but i found that you know it's just a different place in scripture for me to promote it it's not even promoting it's just like like it's just you know you have those let me be let me how am i gonna word this like uh like if you were wired a certain way like we all are wired a certain way so i think because of that like for right or wrong like and probably yeah. for wrong certain things in scripture tend to jump off the page and sometimes you have to like you have to digest and think differently in order to like like i'm someone who really cares about justice yes. so when i read something in scripture that talks about god being just it fires me up mm. you know what i mean like okay. so it like there are times when i need to like and i'll do this intentionally like today i was reading i think it was in psalm 50 where it talked about how god was a, a god of justice and I was so excited about it, I wrote it down. And then I told myself, okay, we need to do that again. Because you probably missed four verses around that because you were so fired up that this one was coming Okay, up. I see what you're saying. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So all that to say, like, you we're, have, not, we're not doing that this time because I found a thing that- You're like a puppy when a squirrel comes around. Yeah, yeah. And like, you got to reload. That's just, one, that's just one little micro idea. This right here is a thing that always fires me up, but I had never thought of it in this- it's like scripture. What you're talking about is like somebody shows you a group photo that your wife is in. Mm. 
it's like your eye is automatically going to go to her. Yeah. And then somebody's like, did you notice that one thing in that photo? And you're like, oh, I have to relook at that whole thing. Right. 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 Um, okay. So this is going to be Mark 13. Uh, I think I'm going to do verse 32. Let me make sure. Yeah. So like, well, well, this is a really cool, like right before this is a great example of just how Mark writes, which I think is awesome. Like, uh, like this is on the tail end of him sandwiching something in between the fig tree, which is so cool. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, Mark does this like Oreo type deal where he like, we'll, we'll do like a sandwich where he'll introduce an idea, tell you a story or a pair or, you know, tell you something that happened with Jesus and then close the idea later. Like, mm. which is really cool. And the fig tree is one of those examples. Like in at the end of Mark, right before this in Mark 13, Jesus tells a, a lesson based on the fig tree which he had, he had impuniated slash, is that the right word? Impuniated? What does that word mean? I don't know. I don't, I haven't, I don't know if I've heard I that just word. made up a word on this podcast. What? Wow. Is that not mean to punish? Punish isn't the right word either. I'm not saying the right thing. He punitive. withered the fig tree. Punitive is punished. Okay. Yeah. Well, so maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it's just a word. I just, my vocabulary needs if to If I speak. knew a word Lee doesn't, then something's... I, I, I don't know what you're saying. You're a very smart person, Aww, and you're very well-read. You're very Aww. literate. T-Town. Anyways, so I'm going to be in verse 32, which is right after you, he uses the lesson from the fig tree, which okay. is really cool. It's just a, That was just like a Mark nug. What time is it? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're doing a podcast. Okay. Uh, this is verse 32. But about that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not you do not know when that time will come. This is Jesus talking about like the the return and every crazy cool thing that he sets up before this that just is super interesting and confusing and awesome. Um, it's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Um, therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Okay, so I feel like that is a thing that could be, it could get you really wrapped in, wrapped up in like, um, like fear. Honestly, it could it could be really easy to like take you down a path of like, well, I'm not in control. I don't know. I I just have to be observant, and I can't like. Here's this thing that the Lord described before this that was a Be little careful, bit confusing. You might get in trouble. Yeah, all those are things that can come into your head. Or you can just say, and this is what it did for me today, it just was like, oh, okay. I'm not in control of this. He's going to do this how he wants to do. I was reading also um, in, uh, man, I wrote this down. I should have looked at it. Uh, I was reading, where where was it? Uh, where it may have been yesterday. I was reading the Psalms where it says the world is the Lord's and everything in it. Like uh, Psalm 24. Yeah. Psalm 24. Yeah. Like it's just, it's all his. So like, what if I just operate under that pretense and took that thing out of my, like whatever place that plays in my mind, the idea of owning things, the, the idea of being in control, the idea of needing to know and just say like, okay, he's going to do what he wants. Yeah what does that change in me? And that's the question I ask myself. Like if I, if I were to live under this pretense of like the Lord could come back at any time, what is that going to change in me? And today the thing it did was it just like, 
it just set me free. It was just like a, okay. Like there are things that I'm putting a lot of effort and thought into right now that like, if he came back today, I probably wouldn't care about. Um, but there are things that I probably need to really double down on and like boxing up your house. Yeah. I'm putting a lot of effort into boxing my house up right now. <sighs> and he literally says like, don't turn back for those things. <laughs> like don't, don't turn back for your cloak. Just go. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I just, the thing that it, this is normally where I would give the speech of like, now go live as if today is your last day. Like that Nickelback song or like, you know, like go live as if, you know, the Lord could come back and there's people who don't know him, which is like all really good things to think about on any given day. But also I just felt free from it. I just felt free to say like, you're in control of this. I'm going to let you be in control of this. Do you want to come back today? I really hope you do. Please come back and end this whole thing. If not, I'm going to trust you when that time comes. I'm going to trust you with what's going on in my life because you're in charge. You own the world and everything in it. And I'm going to let you be in charge of it. I love the paradigm shift of, uh, just divesting yourself of ownership because there's there is a, a huge theme in um, one of my favorite books, the Screw Tape Letters, about the expectation that um, the expectation of ownership. Like he has this thing that he says he he says it in like letter twenty one. He says it again in like letter thirty. I think that that whatever people expect, they come to see as their right. And so if they expect something and don't get it, then that feeling of disappointment is not just disappointment, but it's, they feel it, people feel that as personal injury, like offense. I'm offended that I didn't get that because I expected it. And once I expect something, I believe that I own it. I believe that I have it. I have the right to it. And what you're talking about is the opposite of that. It's an intentional measure to realize about my life and over my stuff. Like I actually don't have the right over anything and I'm not the person that decides when something happens, how it rolls out. And I am not, I'm not the one that, um, that like, you know, made myself in such a way that I was able to earn these things or buy these things or acquire these things. Somebody else made me, somebody else made me with my gifts and my talents and my abilities. And therefore I've been able to get these things, but I don't actually own any of it and I don't have a right to any of it. Mm -hmm. And that humongous paradigm shift, I liked the thing that you said a minute ago of like, it set me free. It's like, there is a, there's a, there's a, it's kind of a bitter sweetness it's bittersweet because it's like, oh, are you saying I don't deserve anything? And it's like, well, yeah. And so that's bitter. But it's like there's a, there's a sweet um, freedom in like <clears throat> I don't have to claw and grasp and hold on to everything because it's really not mine. And I'm not going to take anything with me. And so when Jesus comes back, how he comes back, and the fact that this whole world is going to get shaken – it would be really, really good for me if I could just relax and let that go. Yeah. I, uh, so I read that in Psalm 50 this morning. There's this really cool place where um, the Lord kind of speaks in it. And I just was thinking about too, like, uh, like when I was a kid, I don't know if you were this way, when something was mine, I was really precious about it. Like I was really protective over it and really careful over it. Like, yeah, and you were the third child. So yeah. that's... Yeah, that maybe I didn't thought about that, but like, you know, if my friends borrowed something that was mine, I was pretty cautious about it. Um, I, on the other hand, like 
if if I had like my sister's thing or my parents' thing and my friends were using it, I was like doubly protective of it, which is so weird. Huh. Yeah, I, I was like I was like nervous about it or worried about it. Um and I just just when I'm thinking about right now, like the fact that like both of those those things can just, just dissipate. Like there's a thing in me that is like I am put on this earth that the Lord owns and he's in charge of everything in it is his it's his he has it he bought it um he created it like in this place in psalm 50 it literally says i know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the field are mine if i were hungry i wouldn't even tell you like it's all mine like it's so cool because it's a direct quote from the lord i wouldn't ask you to feel yeah but like for again it's just another thing where i just feel like pressure's off but at the same time like this place is his. I want to take care of it. I want to be. Um, I want to be someone who does what he wants. In that, anyways. I love that. I was all over the place with that, but no, that's really cool. Um, that's how my mind works. Let's go to a different place, which is Galatians chapter three. I have like one verse I want to read, but I, I want to. I want to pull some stuff out of it, and I want you to help me do that. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, Galatians chapter 3, you find it? He's still turning pages. I found it. Good job. Bible drill T. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and 27 says this. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Okay. All of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Mm. I have thought about that a lot and you know over the years and usually when I think about it I think about the idea of like oh the righteousness of Jesus is my robe that I wear. Mm-hmm. So now I have the righteousness of Jesus and everything. That's really cool. But I had a different thought today which was like one of the biggest struggles <laughs> that Christy and I have in the mornings is convincing Jack to wear enough clothes yeah. to deal with the weather. Um, mm-hmm. I have a 14 year old son and he just wants to wear t-shirts and shorts yeah. every day and he wants to wear slides. And by the way, he has these, uh, have you seen his shark slides? No, they're like, they're, yeah. they're like rubber slides, but they look like sharks. Sick. <laughs> I told, I, I'm, I texted Jack and I was like, Hey, do you want to hold on to my PS five? While I'm moving. Oh man, I heard all about that. Oh really? So oh, it was. Yeah. It went over well. Oh, uh, he. I was just like, you just need to. Why don't you just not plug it in? And he was like, Are you kidding me, bro? I get a PS5 for a week, and I was like, Yeah, but you're saving up for one. It's gonna be so disappointing when you go back to down to the PS4 whenever Thomas gets in his house. And he was like, No, I'm plugging it in, man. <laughs> um, I thought it was gonna be a dub. Maybe yeah. it's not. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna whatever. But he has these so he has these shark slides. He just wants to wear shorts and t shirts and shark slides every day. But some days it's thirty two degrees outside. Yeah. Or like Monday it was thirty seven degrees. Mm. And I was like, You need a sweatshirt. And he's like, I don't need a sweatshirt. Yeah. And I was like, You you really do. And we walked outside for a couple a couple seconds and he was like, Bro, it's cold out here. And I was like, Yeah, it's cold. Go put a sweatshirt on. And it just made me and I was thinking about that conversation when I read this in Galatians chapter three earlier this week, because I thought the sweatshirt protected him from the cold. Mm. Um, yeah. A raincoat keeps you dry from the rain. Yeah. Um, you and I, when we were in Chicago for Matt King's wedding, we, we bought 
waterproof Clark's boots. Tactical mistake. To keep our um, to keep our feet warm and dry from the hellscape that is Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, was that like in, in November or something? It was in October. October. It was okay. before Maddie and I got engaged. Oh wow! Yeah, we got engaged in November. Oh wow! That was that same year. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So like, I was just thinking about how certain articles of clothing they cover you, they comfort you, they protect you. Mm-hmm. They like when I go running, I don't wear like my Clark's desert boots. Yeah. You know, I don't wear my dress shoes that I wear with a suit. Mm-hmm. I, I wear specifically designed shoes that are like really cushiony and they, they shock absorb the fact that all of my weight is landing on one place. Yeah over and over and over again for four miles or whatever it is. Um, like they, they like those shoes are specifically designed to make sure I don't get injured. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about that and I, I wanted to think about just all the different kinds of things that different clothes do for you Yeah, and how, um, and then just let that scripture bloom in your mind. It's like, all of you have been, who have been baptized into Christ have been clothed mm-hmm. with Christ. Yeah. There are, like, to be clothed with Christ, like, there are things about Jesus that protect me from mm-hmm. certain types of yeah. conversations and situations. Like a raincoat would, would keep me dry. Yeah. You know? And, and I just would love to, like, just to kind of, like, let that bloom out a little bit, you know, just to think about it, different kinds of clothes and what they do for you. Yeah. It's such a cool thought. Like it, when you were reading this, that's, I'm glad you went there. Cause that's where my head went. I was kind of excited about that. I, I would imagine like, you know, the first clothes in, in record God took let, you know, killed some animals, used their hide right. to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve. Right. To cover their shame. Right. And you know, and it, with with the fall of man, there was probably the advent of sunburn and and melanoma and like things they didn't understand at the time, right? But like, yeah. uh, but even to today, like today, certain things like that exist because you're protecting yourself from the elements and whatever. Like, uh, so when I go fly fishing, I wear waders. I don't wear them for anything else, right? Like, <laughs> right. I, I wear super a, weird. Yeah, it'd be so weird if I I would sweat everywhere because they're super insulated and they keep me. Showed up to your to coach your rec league basketball game in waders. They would say he either came from fly fishing or he is going fly fishing. But why are you wearing those here? Because when I, like when I put them on to fish and then I get out of the river, if I go eat afterwards, it's I have clothes on underneath. I just take them off. They dry in the bed of my truck while I'm driving around. Um. Yeah. Like when I the the once every six years that it snows here i have like snow pants that keep me warm and insulated oh, buddy yeah i think it's never gonna snow again in oakridge i mean thanks al gore freaking, is it his fault or was he trying <laughs> no, he to just, help he us just helped us understand yeah, what's yeah. happening <laughs> yeah sorry al um he probably doesn't listen to our show are you sure what if al gore listens to ancient and new that's what our merch should be. Al Gore listens to Ancient and Dude, you know we'd get sued in a heartbeat. I don't know that. Actually, I don't know anything about him other than an inconvenient truth. And right. the one episode of South Park he's on, it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, 
Gosh, someone out there listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. And, and his name's Rob Logan. Well, it's just man bear pig. Like somebody's gonna text me that and I'm excited about it. But um yeah, like okay. Uh even like, you know, a bathing suit. Like Yeah. It's like we were like if we all went to the public pool and you know, it's like we gotta have something to cover us up, but also it's it's designed to dry quickly. You know, like yeah. uh just all these things, they're specific designations for them and specific tasks and tools and i like what you're saying here because like we're like there are different environments we walk into as a human as a spiritual human there's different things i was having this conversation with someone today and we were talking about just like the expectations in a ministry job versus a non-ministry job like yeah if my boss like at my previous job if someone above me was unkind and mean to me it was like, well, okay, I don't expect any, I don't know you on a spiritual basis. Your, your whole goal right now is to make a ton of money. Yeah. So if I'm not doing that well, like, which that was a broad generalization. I'm literally talking about my other job. Sure. I'm, I'm speaking on my behalf. So, um, yeah, your current bosses really don't care about that. Yeah. No, my current bosses don't do that. <laughs> but like, you know, if my current bosses, one sitting across the couch for me right now got mad at me because our church wasn't making enough money, I would be like, I would be pretty upset about that. And I would, I would have a conversation with probably some elders and right. think about going somewhere else because that's not the heartbeat of what we're doing. Sure. But, um, there's just like different situations that you're in as a, as a spiritual person who's walking around on earth that you need to be laced up and ready to go for. Yeah. Yeah. I just think about how Jesus, like the, the fact that I'm forgiven in Jesus is a protection against the elements like a raincoat. The fact that I have, um, the love and the affection of Jesus is like the, it's like, it's like the shoes that are designed for running that you would wear, um, to, to make sure that your knees don't get injured and your, and your back stays straight as you're, as you're jogging or exercising or whatever. Like, Mm. The, um, like you said something about the swimsuit, it made me think about, um, the fact that most guys my age at this point, like when they go to the beach or whatever, like we just, you know, forget it. We're just going to wear that, that, uh, that like UV protective, like sun, uh, swimming shirt. Yeah. It's like, just, it's like nobody my age needs, no, no dude my age needs to be shirtless. Yeah. Adam Levine at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So odd. Yeah. (laughs) That's a little awkward. There's only one reason why he's doing that. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you just tweet it out. Like guys, look at my abs. Right. Like you just say it. Right. But he's like, I'm at the Super Bowl. I'm going to go ahead and take my shirt. Just off. going to take my shirt off. Yeah. No, where, no, where the swim shirt, Adam. Yeah. But like, I don't think Adam Levine listens to this podcast. No, nah. look, the standard is the standard, you know? I mean, but like, so in any case, it's like, I, it's like you would wear that when you're swimming just to protect yourself from the sun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just think there's so many applications as you think about the different clothes that you wear, like a big winter coat when it's really, really cold or like a, a beanie or like earmuffs or a scarf, which if you guys don't know Thomas very well, you should know Thomas loves a good scarf. I haven't worn one since like the pre December Arctic blast we got. Yeah. But because it hasn't been cold, but Tomboy loves a good scarf. But well, dude, right before Christmas, it got down to like three degrees. That's what I'm saying. That's what, yeah, Yeah. that's why I needed a scarf. Yeah. And, um, but it's like, but there are so many things in the love of Jesus and the promises of Jesus and the, and the grace of Jesus and the, the kindness of who he is that, 
that that's what we get from him. We get that protection. We get that care. We get that, we get that, um, just that comfort and that resilience and all of those things that different, just different specified articles of clothing provide for us. I love a scripture like this, that just lets your mind wander into like, Oh man, how many, like, because of that phrase, how many beautiful things can I, can I realize about the way Jesus takes care of me and thank him for? Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks buddy. Thanks for taking me there. Yeah, man. Um, No, thank you. Um, well, what is the number one thing you're most excited about for your new house? Um, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited because it backs up to a green belt and I have a, a big yard and that's, I mean, like it's all Tom boy needs. You excited about planting muscadines and putting your bird feeders out? Yeah. I already know where my vineyards are going to go. Um, I already know where my wildflower patch is going to be. My dad and I like snuck into the backyard the other day. It's like technically not mine, but like we were like, no, let's go over there. So I'm excited, man. It's so fun. Yeah. And hopefully because of that big wooden fence, that raccoons won't be able to get onto your video of bird feeder anymore. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Those little jerks. Get out of here, raccoons. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient and New. I could pick a hundred pockets, put your picture in a locket, hold it open every door, or slam them in your face. I could put it on the table, flick the finger in the middle, I could show you I'm unstable, or offer up some grace. But not with these hands, not with these hands, not with these hands, could I fix my own heart? No, not with these hands not with these hands no not with these hands could i fix my own heart i could hail down a taxi touch your arm in the backseat i could point out exactly where you want to go i could comfort you in sadness or enable you to madness i could teach the master class on pissing people off but not with these hands, not with these hands, not with these hands, could I fix my own heart? No, not with these hands, not with these hands, not with these hands, could I fix my own heart? I'm not I'm not done yet Unless you're having fun